Hola chicos, and welcome. I'm Ivana. I'm Derek. And this is Till Til Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Um, so this is part three of three of some questions that they asked us on Instagram and YouTube. Our friend, actually, Andrea sent these in and we thought they were awesome. So we thought, why not make them into a mini three part, podcast series? Three part podcast series. You didn't even say that right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, if you have not heard them, we talked about stewarding trials, how to store oil. And now this is the third one. This is probably your favorite. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Pop off. Let's talk about the lie of the American dream. <laughs> I wish you guys could see him. If you're only listening, yeah. Okay, well, I was a product of the American dream. And I can tell you that the American dream chews you up and spits you out. And, oh, man, you know what's actually coming to my mind right now? Did you ever watch God's Not Dead? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part where the old lady is supposed to have dementia. And it's Dean Kane's mom. And he goes to visit her. And she's like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But it's like, sometimes the devil allows people to live a life free from pain because he never wants them turning to God and it's like you're living in a prison with a door wide open but you never know that you can walk out and I think that that's really what encompasses the American dream it's the success it's the cars it's the money it's the women or the men it's power it's influence it's selfishness it's like you name it it's everything about me I and I was a product of it I I not only I not only worked for it, but I worked to help others attain it. And it was it's just a big lie. Um, and I think I'm going to be really cautious on how I speak. Because yeah, I think I have other things to say that you, might not be as harsh. Yeah. And so why don't we why don't we go there? Like, let's let, let's break me up. Go. OK, so I am. An immigrant. I came to the States. My mom was born in the States and I am very appreciative for the things that we can do in the States. I was born in Venezuela, so you could do none of this in Venezuela because it is a communist country and you do not want to live there and it's under a dictatorship and there are no hopes. It doesn't matter if you go to school or if you study, if you work hard, there's just no like actually getting anything. And so I moved to the States when I was nine. And so I'm very grateful that the States is a place where you get to work hard and you get all these beautiful opportunities. I got to go to college. My mom worked three jobs. Like I've worked since I was 16. I think when I think about the American dream, I think more about um, when we think that comfortability is promised, you know, that it's like, well, I tithe, so I'm going to get this back or I'm going to hold this back from God because this makes me comfortable. And to be honest, I'm in that season. Like we packed up our lives and put everything in storage and now we're house sitting, but come March, we're going to be like, we're going to have our motor home, but figure out like, okay, we're renovating it. And what does that look like? And we depend on the Lord for our income. We depend on the body. And so I think for me, it's like I had this idol of safety and comfortability that was never promised from the Lord. Like I was promised that I would have what I need when I need it, that I would never lack, um, that 
I've never seen the righteous begging for bread, nor the children of God be hungry. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that he would take better care of me than he does the lilies, that even the ravens would feed me if they have to. Like, yes. I am promised that God will take care of me. I'm not promised a yacht and a mansion or like, you know, I think, I think the lie of the American dream is I need to work my whole life until I retire so I can have this comfortable house and this comfortable thing. And to be honest, if you choose to do that, then like more power to you. I pray that you bless others in the body, that you find intimacy with the Lord. Um, I think I tell this to Derek a lot, but I'm like, it feels almost like the Lord is inviting us into this adventure that it's like, will you trust me and see what I can do? Now it's also us, we're single, like we don't have kids yet. It's like when we have kids, yes, I will also trust in the Lord, but there's a part of me that will want to nest and do those things. And so for me, it's like not that I'm promised this perfect life and like to have more and to always want more, but to actually be able to depend on the Lord. And if we work, that we would do it onto him and knowing that he's with us and that there would be no like no difference between the sacred and the secular. And C.S. Lewis says that. No, actually, A.W. Tozer says that. Um, but actually finding him in that. And so I think for me, it was like dethroning the idol of comfortability, taking down the rat race of like looking at the Joneses of what I need, of what I don't have, like none of that matters. You look at like my friends in India, the ones that are doing house churches, like they're experiencing the Lord like crazy and they don't have anything or going to Kenya. Like I got to see some of the most joyful people in the world then they live in mud huts and they sit on the floor and they share bibles and so i think it's learning to be content in all things like paul asked us to be rather than feeling like we need something else to be happy yeah that's actually like a really good point that you're making babe because i like i was raised inner city section eight and all I wanted to do was achieve some type of success and some some title or position. And when when I met the Lord, um, I wanted the same thing in Christianity. And like I realized how much if you don't know the kingdom of God, you you think that the kingdom was built on a hierarchy and it isn't like the kingdom is completely backwards. It's the servant it's is the greatest. The servant's the greatest. Least, yes. Last. Like, so when I saw how, and I think this is where my zeal comes from, guys. It's that the house is looking, the father's house is looking a lot like the world. And so we're causing young believers to feel a lack in where they stand with the Lord because they, they, they're not at some place because we've ex exalted men into position or place or title. And don't get me wrong. Like I think a lot of these men and women that, that have this, whether they're worship leaders or pastors, like they, they've, they've in one way or another sewed into where they are right now. Um, but I look at, I look at the, the way that Christianity has become almost like this totem pole that, like, oh, if I'm not there, then I'm, then I've not yet attained. Mm. And so I think my zeal is that it's that I would want believers to know, like you've made it like the moment that you 
for the first time. And if this is right now the first time that you ever hear this, the Father is fully pleased with you. Amen. Like the first time I heard that from the Father, it broke me because I was striving so much to have this man-made dream of attaining something that I had already received the moment I received Christ. And so I just, I have a heart for those that, that want it. And don't get me wrong. Like, I believe it could still come. Like, I believe that I can have a house that's big enough for our large family and then the, and then some to be able to house our missionaries. Like I, I believe in huge compounds. I believe in one day having a boat and one day having a plane possibly like it, it, it's not that those things are like far away or they're too quote unquote luxurious like they just the, don't define <clears throat> your worth right and they're and i'm not working unto those things That's like good. i i know that if those things come it's because the lord blessed us to have it and if they if it was a desire or need from him then we would then he would make a way to those things but my my goal in life is not to get those things i i'm not carving out a path to get a boat well, i'm no. not carving out a path to get a plane but if the path that i've carved carved out with ivana which is to seek the kingdom of god if in some way or another that winds up us having a plane or a boat or a compound like it's because we'll he it knew yeah it's because he knew that we would use it for his glory amen well, and I think even you saying that, like, and I want to address this head on. Um, I used to deal with body dysmorphic disorder. I grew up both in the fashion and the fitness industry. And my American dream was having the perfect body and like attaining like either attention or a relationship or a ring. Wow. But I think part of that, like it was this lie of like, I will have arrived when I have the APAC. I, and I, I was not happy when I had that body. I liked my body, but I didn't, I just always wanted more, you know? And it's like when I have a husband and now I have a husband and he's amazing, but he cannot fulfill what the Lord fulfills for me. Like if I put all that weight on him, like he's going to crumble and I have to actually further and strengthen my relationship with the Lord because my end goal is not Derek. It's not marriage. It's not children. It's not like money in my bank. It's not a house. It's not that. I think that's the biggest lie of the American dream that you will have arrived then when the truth is you already arrived because you attained Christ at the cross because of what he did and not because of what you did. Yes. And so that puts an end to striving. And it doesn't mean don't have goals. Don't push the needle forward. It doesn't mean don't work hard if that's a season that you're in. It doesn't mean like any of that. It means follow the Lord and know that he is the prize and that when you get to heaven, you're not taking any of this with it. Like we (laughs) won't even be married in heaven. I won't take this body. So it's like as much as I work out and I use creams and I use all these things, like it does not define me as much as the father speaking, you're my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased and the Holy Spirit being in me and the fact that Christ died for me on a cross and he loves me like that is what defines me. And so I think that's my piece. That's so good. It really Praise is. God. What good does it profit of man that he gains the whole world, but he loses his soul? It's such a profound statement from Christ that he just really wants us to to know that we've we've chosen to deny ourselves we've chosen to pick up a cross like jesus's prayer was that we would lose our life so that we would find it in him 
not that we would gain our life. And it, it, and I guess my end to it is, is I'm not promoting some poverty mindset that you have to live below means and you have to live like a, like Like a pauper, like a, like a a what? A pauper. It's like a beggar. That's what it says in the King James Version. (laughs) That's cute. I didn't know that. But you can live like a son. Yes, you can live from abundance. And whether abundance in the season is you have $10 or $10,000, it doesn't change who you are because you know that you live from the kingdom. And I think that's where I want to end is that what I'm not saying and what Ivana is not saying is that you should be looking for a life of poverty, that you should be looking of a life of little. Like God... Like God is recognized through prosperity, like because God All blesses, God gives. He yes, His Son, His, his son. Spirit, unity, blessing, healing. Like it's not prosperity, just money. Yeah, it's He gives abundantly. He lavishes. He lavishes, and that that a lot of people have a hard time with that phrase that He lavishes, and it means that there's a reckless spending, there's a yeah. reckless giving away, and so. What I guess, but we live like this too. Yes, is to live. let it go through. So I I, I said this. I, I used to say this a lot. It's like there's a difference between financial security and financial peace. Financial security is you holding everything that you have in your hand like this, and financial peace is living like this, is that you would be able to receive from the Father and it just flow into your hand and whatever stays stays and whatever falls falls because you know that it, you have an endless resource that's coming, that you're getting. But financial security is like you holding on and you latching onto what you have because you're afraid that it'll be lost. Well, and it's, it's like a lack, like, a, um, like an orphan mentality. It is. Like he's not going to come through, so I have to work my way onto this. I have to hold on to my money. I have to get my own self there. I have to make my future. Yeah. When in reality, as a son, like you've already achieved the highest, which is what you were saying at the beginning. Like, you're called a son and a daughter. And so you're you're already there. You already won. I, I think another a podcast that we'll do is the idol of effectiveness. Oh, I'm and just with the that idol now. of impact. Um, I'd love to unpack that with you guys. But okay, we're we're pretty much over time. We thought we were gonna have nothing to say. Yeah, but this was this was great. Well guys, we love you. Thank you so much for being here. If you like the shorter podcast, let us know. Because yeah. honestly, we can kind of do a couple of these and that's cool. Yeah, um, that's fun. We love you. Let us know down below if there's anything we, you want us to talk about. Make sure to follow and subscribe and like and just continue getting ready for his return. Yes. We love you. Store oil. 